0: There's too many homo-losers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for Rotten Treasure. Hi! Welcome to Rotten Treasure. We watched Back to the Future, part two. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell, and with me as always is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hello, Jim.
1: Hi, Kai. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. I'm frustrated uh, a little bit with today, but I'm with y'all, so i be chill. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, it I turns out, fuck, fuck science. Uh, is how I feel about it. I don't like my lab. I don't like doing. I don't like doing lab. But uh, I, I get to the switch. I think, think into, into a new lab that only has eight people instead of like twenty something. So that'll hopefully make it better. Uh,
0: I have thoughts on what you just said, but I'm gonna bring in our guests just so that we can all talk together.
1: Okay. okay cool. That sounds, sounds great.
0: great. Uh, our guest today is returning, returning. guest.
2: Friend of the show, Philadelphia Improviser Michael Weingartner. Hi
1: there. Hello. How are you?
2: Uh, I'm I'm doing great. What lab is this?
1: Uh, I'm in a uh, evolution uh, of sex uh, biology class. Uh, my teacher is fucking doing their fucking damnedest right now, but we just have a rowdy crowd. Um, mm. It is. It is. Of it's just. It's a tough bunch. It's a tough bunch to talk. Uh, you know, talk to and. Uh, I'm like just far away in the corner. so when they're like, you know, does anyone uh or, like when they say like when stuff's like you know moving fast uh, and we're like running through stuff on the whiteboard, uh, it's really it's really easy for a bunch of us to like not hear stuff because people are talking so fucking much. Uh, I
2: ask because I'm oh, familiar with that exact class at your university.
1: Do you want to take it? You want to do, oh my god, please tell me, you can do all of my homework. Let's get,
2: uh, my aunt teaches at your university and used to teach that class. I, I, I know the labs. I, I, I know three of the professors, wait, so there's wait, a good chance. Wait.
1: Is your aunt my professor? Either that or probably <laughs> one of your friends. trying to find out. <laughs> okay, all right, this is an interesting
2: time Have you gotten to, to the, have you gotten to the dildo lab yet? Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. What What's is the, the na- na- okay, name? Okay, this can get cut. We'll talk about it. In we a just minute.
2: start over. Sorry.
1: That- <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. I'm just very curious. Is your aunt my teacher? Uh, we can. We'll, we'll do celebrity names in a minute. But I have John Grease. Jim, Dude, can, I, can I get a celebrity name? Celebrity name? We'll I'm say saying it too, it too many times.
2: times. Yeah, uh, John Grease. Is their
1: first name John? Uh no. Okay, cool. Then I don't think we, uh, Jim, another celebrity. Do we need another celebrity? Yeah, because I said Catherine. Yeah, John. Okay, great. Appreciate that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now, John, but I do, John, but I do know enough. that I do know that class because at oh, least so a couple well. of years ago they had a uh, a lab that freshman students would do in the introductory course that involved uh, the use of actual anatomically accurate uh, dildos because oh, you were they were studying how the shape of the Of that which the dildos based off of. I don't know why yeah, I'm. Very, I was gonna you could say penis. It's right. We okay. okay. okay we're, we're all say scientists <laughs> here. The shape of yeah, the... Shape is very
1: like penis friendly. A, we're a fun with saying
2: in like in like competitions. So the <laughs> lab involves students like taking the the dildos <laughs> and like simulating the act mm-hmm, of, mm-hmm. of of sex to be like ah oh, look at this and yeah. how it and how the shape causes you to. uh uh to remove the semen of rivals. Of and the, apparently this is a very the shape the head, right? Yeah, we we all know we're scientists here. I am yeah,
1: familiar. No, I like, read they, this like, online, so
2: they published this uh lab it's like it's like very well done, but wow. the but but like the the you know 18 19 year old average freshman is all, always like <laughs> About it.
1: Oh, yeah, no, yeah, of course getting familiar with that. You yeah, have not, no.
2: You've not done this lab yet, right? No, I
1: did the. I, I did a mr Potato head lab or I did a. Yeah, it was a it was a potato head. What day. Did, is... we're just doing swaps?
0: Anatomically correct about mr. Potato head
1: I'm just keeping the
2: right pieces Yeah. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Anything no.
1: Jim, we all have a very we have a top half of the potato and a bottom half of the potato right follow me right okay I'm all, yep. I'm there <laughs> <laughs> you follow me that far. Potatoes have arms, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and ears that poke into them. Have you not seen a potato?
2: Kai, how much are you paying in tuition for this class?
1: <laughs> Wait, hold on. Jim, we did Toy Story. You've seen potatoes. You know what no, they look like.
0: I know what Mr. Potato Head looks like. You're
1: not explaining how Mr. Potato Head relates no. to the studies it- of sex. <laughs> It was fine. No, they, uh, we just had like popsicle sticks that, and we, um, we were doing just like different, um, we just kept on like, uh, having sex with popsicle sticks and doing different variations of like different traits that they would have. And so fucking around with Mr. Potato Heads like, oh, now they do lose an arm. Cool. What happens here? All right. This recessive trait happens. All right, cool. Now they're wearing a hat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite recessive trait. Be like, oh, <laughs>
2: yeah, no, <laughs> alleles. That makes, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, I should point out my one of my degrees is in molecular b- biology.
1: Is it? I hate everything about my life right now because of this class. <laughs> uh, because and it's and it's not because I should hate. I don't hate the subject matter. It's my brain and the pacing in the class. It's just not a, as a matter of fact. Actually, I did a one on one with my TA, and I actually really do like the subject matter when we do a one on one. Yeah, nobody likes labs. It's the lectures too. There's like a hundred of us in there. Oh wow! I've never had a hundred-person lecture. Extremely no, common at in so, in the sciences. Yeah, yeah it I is. Said. It is something else. There's a microphone, so I feel like I'm at. Um... What is it when the countries all talk and we push the button? The um, United Nations. UN. Yeah. The UN. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "What's the word I'm looking for?" I couldn't remember the word "bucket" recently. Okay, so like, <laughs> what do we call uh, the United Nations? What, we- <laughs> what is that? What's the? What's, what's that, that UN? What's the acronym for? Uh, you know. Uh, yeah. No. It is very like, and the answer, and I had to like push like a thing on behalf of Table Eleven. <laughs>
0: That's pretty cool actually. That's one of those like super mundane for most colleges, but I I I didn't have that at my college. So, I, and I never would have used it because I never wanted to answer any questions when I was in college, but that sounds cool.
1: It rotates who it is and recently it was whoever had the most like school spirit, who was wearing the most like just, you know, decked out in like Minnesota gear. And none of us did, and then all of a sudden one person shows up with a keychain and we're like, Boom! You, <laughs> you have to speak today. I don't know why everyone hates to do it. I don't know. I didn't like speaking. Michael, did you?
0: Were you a a big question answerer in college?
2: Uh, not in college, but when I was in uh, law school, all the time because like you're you're paying for it. You're like I will get my <laughs> questions answered. Thank you very much. Um, uh, that's real. Good point. Yeah. Well, also in in, in, for for law school, it's blind grading. So you could basically key the professor's car, and it doesn't matter. You like you can't. You you could seem like a complete idiot the entire semester, but if you but if you do the test well, you're fine. And they they'll just be like, "Wow, this guy, the guy who had (laughs) side quests in the class learned something." Okay. That's funny
0: because my experience of law school which is of course from seeing it on television is that you have to answer questions and it's a big part of your grade. And that's, and that's what uh, law school is all about. It's oh, not no. part of
2: your grade, but they do like it call on people it. and be like, answer this question. And they're like, ah, but also. It oh, okay. So that is real. Okay. Yeah. But they don't grade you on it. Oh, okay. It's the <laughs> but... only thing at stake is your ego, <laughs> which to a law student is everything. It's all they oh, have. Yeah,
0: I imagine. I I guess a lot of that might be uh, uh, trying to get the students to experience ego death, so that they can perform within
2: a court. Yeah, now I just want to start like a band called Ego
1: Death. Oh, please do. There's gotta be a band with only lawyers, though. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense except for
2: us. That's how you make it better. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's one way
0: to go yeah there is no band called ego death
2: wow okay get
1: that website right right now i would hop on it well okay Egodeath.com has to exist right that's a good chance all right so is any of your um it does any of your science majors involve like trying to theoretically figure out time travel in any way shape or form <laughs> oh fuck the movie right
2: yeah no we're, we're the thing that we're here for
1: uh, <laughs> fine. Oh, I, I want to talk about this movie i really like this movie but i'm genuinely curious like come on everyone's got to talk about it and you get enough science classes eventually it's like all right guys today we're just going to talk about time travel and only time travel
2: not as much in biology
1: rude it's important that's what we're evolving to do um
2: <laughs> yeah i guess one potato head at a time
1: well i mean hey today i learned it can get you a hat you know, like, who knows if they can get you a car that can go into the future. Um, you know, traits are weird. I'm sorry, I didn't know that hats were passed down through
0: your
2: genes. Yeah, they're traits.
1: Yeah, yeah no, they're, um... What's the well, one for a part? potato head? it's not potato a hat.
2: Head. It's a, It looks like a hat, but it's actually a part of their physical body. It a, does Similar go- to eyes or arms, it's <laughs> all the same to a potato head.
1: I'm upset because I'm thinking about, uh, how Mr. Potato works in, uh... Uh, in Toy Story, and it weirds me out that there, his eye still functions somewhere else when it's, like, detached. I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. I thought that was an interesting uh, thing.
0: Uh, speaking of interesting things, Michael, what's your relationship with Back to the Future?
2: I love Back to the Future. It is probably the film series I have seen the most of. I watched it when I was a kid. I watched it when I was a tween. I watched it in high school, I watched it in college. I've seen all three of them many, many times. Uh, I've uh, seen the animated series which which gave which was the original appearance uh, of of Bill Nye, by the way. He he did Is it, it really? with Bill Nye. Yeah, uh, Bill Nye the Science Guy got his start doing like little mini science lessons like in between like the like 11-minute episodes of uh Back to the Future animated series. I've played the uh the very low graphic uh telltale video game, which in my oh. opinion is the for- is the fourth movie.
0: <laughs> the one with the, the the guy's uh walking like a piece of glass across the street and he's just Bardy's on a skateboard delivering papers.
2: Uh I mean the it's a telltale game so it has like five chapters it's a whole story maybe you're playing maybe there's like a, a are, you, are you thinking of like a pinball game
0: no no this is this is someone oh wait you said telltale i'm sorry i was mixing that up with i think ljn
2: if there's, a, I, if, there's if there's more back to the future uh ip out there that i have not consumed i'm gonna track it down uh you're okay
0: it has nothing to do with it
2: they are um they are fun they are ridiculous and i think i'm one of the few people who legitimately enjoys uh number two as much as i do um Mm -hmm. i you you all know this i'm an improviser i do a lot of like uh, Long form narrative stuff, uh, including uh, like stuff like Dungeons and Dragons and other RPGs, and I think in all of that, what creative people really want to do is take an idea and then just sort of run with it. And you rarely get to do that in the in the world of film because like you have to like justify your plots and your ideas. But Back to the Future one was so successful that they just greenlit them to do oh, yeah. anything. And they did everything they wanted. They I traveled to so many different time periods. Every frame has like a weird callback or a gag in it. They just, mm-hmm. they, they jumped the shark three times before the end of the movie. They just do, it, it, is, it is pure, fun, creative bliss with no consideration as to whether or not it's going to be like, Good or well received, and yeah. I really, really connect with that. It's the movie people wish they could make.
0: I, I, I think I had, I, I went through a period of being like, no, this is the worst one. It's stupid. It, they, it's all awful. But when I was a kid, it was my favorite one. You got to see the future, the distant mm-hmm. future of 2015,
1: and the distant future. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, you got to see that, and then they go back to the uh, to the 50s, and they do, and they. It, it does a lot of, like... It does a lot of, like, remember the last movie? Kind of stuff. And I love it now. I, I loved it when I was a kid. I love it now. And I just had a, went through a period of hating it.
1: Because it is super over the top.
2: Oh, yeah. It it, it could not be more camp.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that I've had a while away from it. I think that's why I really enjoyed myself today. Is because it's been a minute. The person
0: who plays... Jennifer, who is Elizabeth Shue, mm-hmm. is way, way overacting and it fits perfectly in the movie.
2: Yeah, no, she like every, they gave her so few lines, and so everything she does is just her being like
1: <sighs>
2: yeah. like like just these over the top faces but it fits yeah. into there because you're in the future and everything is super duper weird uh, in the future.
0: Yeah, they did a cool thing where um, because they made both the 80s and the 50s, very cartoonishly 80s and 50s, you go to the future and everything's still a cartoon. You're like, this all fits in. And because in this movie they start off with, to be honest, Elizabeth Shue overacting uh, along with uh, uh, Doc Brown, Christopher Lloyd.
1: Yeah, Yeah, And
0: it just really, they really set the tone
1: so well. It is. Oh, we're going to put beer and a banana in this thing at this point and run it. Like Just like, fuck it. What else can we do? Like, yeah.
2: No, <laughs> well, uh, It's not in this thing. It's in the Mr. Fusion.
1: <laughs> yeah, excuse me. My <laughs> a apocalypse fictional apocalypse.
2: appliance that just, yeah. because the entire first movie is how do we power this car with 1.21 gig- gigawatts.
1: Right, right. And that was that cool and glasses like, you
2: can't that. keep doing that, yeah. so we'll just make a small nuclear reactor and just stick it on the back
1: done yep i actually so i I looked into some things that uh are like about this movie beforehand one of the things that was interesting is of course there wasn't intended to be one that was supposed to be the end jennifer wasn't supposed to be a thing they had to worry about but they did all of a sudden they had to worry about be like what do we do with her so that's why they would just immediately put her to sleep they were just like let's put this character to sleep here's a little thing that makes you fall asleep because there's no justification for why the fuck she came into the 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 fucking uh aircraft in the first or the aircraft the delorean in the first fucking place um other than i know it was just like oh she saw it but like who cares like you're going to change time like (laughs) i would
0: say the first act of the movie was them clearly like oh god we got this idea for the second act how do we bridge the gap that we've got no idea what we're doing what are we gonna do and then they just like Threw a bunch of stuff together that was fun for the audience and then was just like, okay, now let's get into the real story where Biff uh, has turned into Donald Trump and has taken over 1985.
1: I think it's happens because like one of them, like, uh, I forget who wrote it. It's the guy who did uh, fucking Roger Rabbit, right? Um... Uh, Robert Zemeckis. Thank you. I can never remember people's names. So either... Was he doing it? Whatever. Someone was fucking wrote, like, a fair amount of what it was gonna be, which was gonna be in the 1967, and they were gonna, like, do, like, uh, a... His dad was, like, a professor, and his mom was, like, a flower child and shit. Uh, And they were just gonna touch on a bunch of, like, political shit in the 60s. Um, But instead, they were just like, fuck it, no. What if we just, like, fucked with time and just, like... That would be way more fun, and I, they they just gave everybody what they wanted. It's like how we got at the end of Jurassic Park two, what we wanted, uh, but they only gave us for thirty minutes. For this movie, they're like, give them a whole feature yeah. film, whatever the fuck you want. Just give them everything they want. Yeah, um, yeah no, sure. and they do. No one, <laughs> the Cubs win, like
2: <laughs> the Cubs win.
1: Yeah, I love that no one awesome. walked away
2: from this movie being like. It would have been cool if they'd tried this. No, they tried everything.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they really uh Elijah Woods wearing a colander, alright? They did their best. They tried to really get things creative with this one.
2: No, oh, and there's a point where and I and I feel like there might have been a point near the end of the movie where they're like, oh, they did like the distant future and then like an alternate timeline and then and then we went back to the fifties of just fun. And I'm sure there was somebody at the end who was like, Yeah, I get it. That's fine, but like there's so they, wh- why didn't they go further into the past? Boom, Old West. Right. They mm-hmm. were re- they were ready for you.
1: Right. I mean, uh, they did both back to back. They filmed them back to back. Oh
2: yeah, so, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Why didn't they just? Do that? it came away? out within like six months of each other.
2: Yeah, that's
1: nuts. That's fucking nuts.
2: Yeah, they were ready for it. No, I, I think it's movie. one. I think more movies should do what Back to the Future did, which is at the end of each movie. Like, Back to the Future 1, that whole scene with, you know, Marty, something has to be done about your kids!
1: Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 That's right, in right. the
2: first movie, so they couldn't change it. I mean, they, I mean, they called their shot. They boxed themselves into a corner.
1: They really and did. then at the end
2: of the second one, they immediately just cut to shots of, this, of the third movie. They just put a trailer for the third movie at the end of the second one. And that is, like, <laughs> that is so that. bold. They're like, this is it. Imagine if you were watching, like, Fast and Furious three, and they're like number, and they're like, "I'm going to show you the first ten minutes of number four, and then mm-hmm. wait till yeah. you to figure out the rest of the script."
0: Right. Oh, I would love if they'd had movies that. I would love if they came up with fake trailers for the next movie, so just that they box themselves in, where they're like, "Well, we got to make a movie where uh, <laughs> Fast and Furious goes to the Old West because we already wrote uh, we already made that trailer saying that that's what we're gonna do."
1: Wait, are they racing horses with like, uh, 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 like, like fire coming out of the back and shit? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there's, gonna a, a, the there's gonna be a.
2: There's gonna be a. Fast and the Furious. Twi- <laughs> Oklahoma adrift, is all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was, I was gonna
0: say there's gonna be a, uh, yeah, this baby's 24 horsepowers. It's 24 horses in front of a, in front of a broken car. I really thought
1: it was uh, it's,
2: it's a Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. We almost did Fast and Furious. It almost won, but Lambda Four Time uh took it down, so we'll be doing Lambda Four Time. But I am very curious to watch those movies, that's for fucking sure.
2: Yeah. Um But no, I think this is like it's such a fun movie, and as I was rewatching it, I was actually very, very impressed. It is a for as like bonkers weird as it is it is yeah. a very tightly written script mm-hmm.
1: oh it's each, uh, yeah. each,
2: they spend exactly a third of the movie in the future the alternate 80s and the past it's like 30 yep. minutes 30 minutes 40 minutes mm-hmm. they just perfectly break it up and they do such an incredible job of like planting seeds for later Like when Marty's buying the almanac, the like random woman with one line at the antique store is like, well, this is a dust jacket, which they used to actually have on books before they invented Mm -hmm. dust repellent paper. Right. And that sets up a bit in the third act where he thinks he has the book, but turns out, no, 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 it's like the ooh la la Uh thing, a different book with the dust jacket on it. Which like e- everything in there serves some like purpose forward, yeah. to connect to some other part of the movie or to the third one. It's weirdly very tight. Huh.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot. I, the the one that I noted was uh, at some point uh, they turn on the the date for the time machine, and it flickers ni- 1885, and he goes, Ah, damn, I gotta fix this.
2: Yep, yeah, it it signals so you're never surprised. You're like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that makes sense.
0: They also give Marty
1: a flaw in this one, because oh, the holy can't be called chicken. I fucking hate it. Uh,
2: I, I, I both like.
1: I'm sorry, Jim, if that's not what it is. I apologize. No, it is not. Yeah. No, no, it okay. is.
2: Yeah. They invent this, this the flaw, thing. which which carries through to the to the third movie, which you'll talk about next time. But like. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, no one called him a chicken in the
1: first movie, so we—it's not like it's inconsistent. Oh wait, no, no, no! Isn't that? Oh no, no, you're right. No, that totally. Oh, I, no, no, no it's it's invented
0: for this movie. Yeah,
1: it is. You're no, right. They completely
2: come out, come up with the thing, and they say it like twelve times. Nobody yeah. calls me a chicken. That's well, him when he's does. Being old Marty, which I think is just him doing Regis Philbin. Um, <laughs> But like, yes, people do criticize that as it is a weird cop out. It is kind of a dumb flaw to have because it's just like anybody who has that flaw would just like be dead eventually. Yeah. <laughs> like they, like it, it, and it and it, that's what the movies show. But I it's, sort of think it's like the right ultimate call for a movie that is this over the top and silly is like. These characters are sort of two dimensional. It doesn't make sense. How does Doc Brown exist in this world? What is his okay. job? Yep. How does he get yep. money? How, in the yep. first film, is he friends with a teenager?
1: Okay. I want to see what he's doing all this off time. When is he getting this suitcase full of random variation money? Like, what okay. is your situation?
0: No. I don't, Kai, I, you haven't watched it uh, again yet. But it's explained. He has a family fortune. He spends the entire family fortune to make the time machine. That's why in the first movie, when he's back in the 50s, he's in this huge mansion. And then in the beginning of the first movie, he's in a little shack full of clocks. Oh, my God. Yeah. He spent his entire family fortune
1: being an inventor for 30 plus years. That's set in the third one or is it said in the first one? That's in the first one. Okay. uh, By the way... uh we haven't – uh well, I haven't watched the first one in a while. I watched the second one today, and I'm going to watch the first one tonight or tomorrow because we're recording the first one tomorrow because timing got weird. But yeah. Timing did it get it's
2: weird, or, are, or is that completely reasonable? That perfect. <laughs> I yeah, think
0: it's appropriate. I wouldn't even explain it, Kai. Uh, I think that I the it. audience will think that you're time-traveling. <laughs> I don't
1: know I mean, like, these that's those, what's happening. <laughs> I these don't know where I am. What time is it?
2: Like, if you dig too deep into it, it doesn't make sense. Like, Marty doesn't have character traits. He's just kind of cool Mm -hmm. and ends up in the past and has to, like, solve problems. He doesn't
0: have flaws in the first one.
2: He doesn't have virtues either. He's just, like, kind of cool and has Mm -hmm. to, like, do this thing. In the first one, he's just trying to, like, solve this thing. The fact that they gave him something to grow on is mm-hmm. probably better for, like, overall storytelling, but I do think it has to be something that is just that shoehorned and dumb, because everything in these movies is shoehorned and dumb. I it think would be so, so weird in a movie where, like, where, like, Lorraine is as weird as she is, Biff is as weird as he is, and, right. like, George is as weird as he is, for, like, Marty to have, like, an actual, real, tangible character arc would feel very oh, yeah. out of place. Yeah,
0: I think I there I heard something I, I read about something and I think it was they used Back to the Future as an example. But there's kind of two ways to do uh, main characters, which is the flat character and a, um, uh, a, a dynamic character. I forget what the static character or static and dynamic dynamic. Yes. Uh, and a dynamic character changes. Uh, a dynamic character goes goes through a whole arc, and they they have a whole change throughout. Whereas a static character won't change. But the way to write that is that they have to change the world. They they can't change the world around them has to change. And a good example, another example of that would be Paddington Bear. Paddington Bear is a perfect character. He doesn't have flaws. He is just a bear who comes in and then he solves everyone's problems.
2: James Bond is a deeply flawed character, but he never changes, nor right. can he.
0: Right, he comes because he has to just come in and solve everyone's problems until they get to Daniel Craig, and then he does have flaws, and I think it makes it interesting, but that's because of that's a whole thing with James Bond.
2: Well, but he doesn't ever like solve his problems, he just feels bad about them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but. Uh, Marty McFly is a perfect example of that because in the first movie he's a static character who just cha- who just fixes George and Lorraine too. Uh, he fixes their lives, he makes everything better, and he defeats Biff and makes him
1: well, and other his brothers and his sisters, mm-hmm. and you got he a, changes, you got a co- you got a truck. He changes now. the world. <laughs> he's static.
2: We can kind of imprint ourselves onto him and be like, "Wow, we're going on this adventure as well."
0: Right. And then for the second and third movie, they wanted to make him dynamic, so they made him an uh, a, a, a anti-chicken guy. And I think yeah. part of that is because George is such a chicken, and they wanted to do the, uh, they wanted to do like a parallel kind of thing with that by making him so adamantly anti-chicken that he would be that he would be so adverse to it when someone would call him that. Which makes sense to me, but I also think I'm inserting sense to it.
2: Yeah, you're doing a lot of work on this. Yeah. I, I mean, it yeah. makes sense as a thing. What I also love about the second thing it second movie is that they spend so much time highlighting this and every time he like goes nobody calls me chicken it gives him a little bit of a setback but mm. not in like a meaningful way like he can't it's not a tragic see- flaw right and it's Kinda. and it's it, and it serves a good function because it forces him to like engage in with biff when he would otherwise walk away which is like a, a very important thing from a writing perspective is why does he not just leave yeah Right, but now he doesn't the first one because he has right because he has like uh this anti chicken obsession uh but all of this is to set up for the third movie or I guess also the second movie because we know and I think this is like really quite interesting is they drop the entire here's how Marty ruins his life he he gets in a car accident and breaks his hand in and the then becomes 80s. like indebted to needles for his entire life. Thereby resulting in getting fired and going to jail, and that's, that's just like all yeah. happening off to the side. Mm-hmm. Like Martin's it's a even progression. Yeah. no, it's great. And so when it happens in the third movie, we're like, ah oh, man,
1: yeah. Oh my god!
0: Oh my god! I I think there's also a thing with these movies that the specifics in it and their like MacGuffins that they have are really good. They're really, really memorable. And uh, the way the reason I say this is because, spoiler, <laughs> for the third mm-hmm. Back to the Future, when he doesn't get into the car accident, uh, the piece of paper that says you're fired that Jennifer has disappears. Well, the words disappear. And she says, right. what's this mean? I know exactly what that meant. Like, I, I see the you're fired. I know I watched the movie, like, before this. I remember the "you're fired" thing, even though it's a very, very tiny detail. The specific of it is so good yeah. that when it disappears, I'm like, "I know what you're talking about. I know what you're, the point you're trying to make is right now."
2: Yeah, I think part of that is the movie teaches you. Like in the first one, they really—it's you know—super clear. He has like the family photograph, and this one, mm-hmm. he, for no reason, he steals a matchbook from from Biff's oh casino. God. Yep, you gotta you gotta hear There's this. There's no what reason for it? it except at the end. When he just happens to need a match to burn the almanac, he can look at it and be like, "Ah, oh, Biffs," and it changes from like casino to like auto detailing. Yeah, and it's like, wow. Like you, like that is some like very ninja level. Uh, like rewriting to make that all fit.
0: It does. They do a lot of really good like prop and environmental storytelling. Like it's, oh, a, it's yeah. a very it's a movie. <laughs> it's one of those show don't tell kind of movies. Like it it knows exactly how much to show.
2: Well, and there I mean, and there's just so many visual gags happening. Like yeah. the Cubs win. Also, like the gag is that they beat Miami because in 1985 Miami didn't have a a team, mm-hmm. but they oh, do nice. now, which is super weird. But like you know they you have like Goldie Wilson, the third in the future, talking about his grandfather being mayor. And then they're going to bring back Goldie Wilson again. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go, if you look through the various like years, every time uh, Biff gets into an accident with a manure truck, it's, always it's a there, different, yeah. but it's the same family. It's like D Jones, B Jones in 1985. It's a Jones uh-huh like did i didn't they, notice like, that it's just full of easter eggs
1: you were saying one of the uh uh like like all the little like indicators for like the how like time had changed and i i can't not tell you one of the fucked up ones that they took out of the movie out of the one of the deleted scenes it was just biff dying when he came back to the future he's just vanishing like just into existence because uh lorraine like at oh. some point murder murdered him I um, f- and i was forgot. like yes <laughs> what happened to that? Why don't we keep that in the movie? I thought oh, yeah, that yeah, wasn't in the movie. Yeah, killed killed him when he came back to the that to that timeline, that future. Uh I like it. she didn't she didn't kill him in that time, but like she clearly like erased him from that time. So when he arrived at that time, which is weird, I, why would he just just dis- I don't know how that works. Time's weird it, that he would just disappear then. But I think that raises uh, like uh, another reason why I love these movies.
2: Like there was a time w- it in like 2012 when I could claim to have seen every time travel movie because there weren't that many. Now there's more and I don't have the time. <laughs> uh, but like time travel movies fall into like two categories. There's the Terminator okay. type of movies, which is no matter what you do, nothing's going to change because the timeline accounts for everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you go back, nope, you're stuck. You can't do it. Um, Likewise, you have like those movies like – uh groundhog day or triangle where like it's just going to reset it doesn't matter and those are like kind of pessimistic movies in a sense it's like fatalist determinism Mm -hmm. but then you have back to the future which is now you can change it it'll just work and it'll it'll all be fine and it's just a very like optimistic approach to science fiction which is often a pretty dark genre
1: I was said they got the clothing brightness level a little bit right though. Shit's gonna get a little bit more bright these days. Um in like that's the actually, younger
0: outfits. I would say that it was a that's a funny uh unintentional thing, whereas our um a lot of our style nowadays is based off of late eighties, early nineties yeah, like hyper colour kind of stuff that was happening back then um and it's just back to the future accidentally predicted that in the future we would look like the 80s a bit
1: yeah absolutely i mean it's it's on par it's I, i'm designing intentionally that way almost kind of mocking like i my my i don't know if i've already talked about this on this podcast but my first class for my product class i complained about how everything's just recycled for the 90s uh like like design and how everything or like everything's just being pulled from that blah 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 I lived it uh so I was like all right well cool now I have to give myself that confining rules So I did a project specifically pulling from 90s themes but still looks current now and it is a thing it's it works I love those yeah. 90s color palettes and those themes Um uh, people seem to like them I'm wearing a jean jacket to class apparently I'm allowed to I should have just I'm glad that I've been allowed to do that the whole time um that's great it's wonderful They're 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 back. uh, Fucking uh, yeah. I saw someone with bell. I saw someone with bell bottoms. Like shit's just rogue now. Um. I have a hard time. I know it's a movie, but just like how much they've shifted, how stupid these characters are. Like sometimes they're intelligent, sometimes they're not. Like I don't know. Like can Biff be that dumb? I guess he is supposed to be that dumb. I think Biff is supposed to be super dumb.
0: And super evil. Like, I, I think that if they made him smart, that would service. He, you're supposed to ridicule him. So I think that, like, if they
1: made him smart, well, that wouldn't be ridiculing him. They did a little bit. He ridicules himself. He gives himself shit in the, you know, the past. Like, you know, because uh, he's clearly gotten a little bit more like he knows the joke. He knows how to be smarter and not say dumb shit. Like, you can see him almost mad at his former self being stupid. Like, mm-hmm. so i mean like clearly the shift of like i've been wronged by these fuckers with time but now i'm gonna be critical thinker now <laughs>
2: uh, uh, i, what I, I like what they did with uh with the biff character because like in the first one he is honestly a little bit too like like is actually i would say for the tone of the overall piece it's a little bit too realistic like he's he's, he's a he's like an actual bad person, and then yeah, in the first movie, no spoilers, but like he's a very bad person. And I do like how they dialed that down yeah, for the okay. second one because we did not need okay. to have a second dose of that. But yeah. I think making him more of like a cartoonish villain does fit in better with the tone. Uh, mm-hmm. And is part of why like I think the like there's no moment in the second movie when I have to go. Oh yeah, that that moment that did not age well. Like the whole thing is just silly. Like he's just I, I, he's just a big dumb jerk.
1: They they still only did one thing that made me have that moment, which was just like him uh like Marty looking at that moment in the past, because they're now back rewatching themselves. Like he's just getting different sideline views of what happened. Uh and he did do that Are you kind talking of just about- like no, that's that moment that my uh, my dad saved my mom from being sexually assaulted. You know, like there's that little bit of like ha- like th- like I had that moment, and I was like, all right, well they put that in the movie too. I was going to uh, say, so, are you talking about yeah. the part where he's on the he's
0: on the walkie-talkie and he's like, we'll never be able to find Biff. He's nowhere to be found. He's gotten away. We'll never see where he is ever again. And he turns yeah, around. Like, he's know, right I behind know. him. He's like, oh, right. Okay,
1: hang on. I'll be right back. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I know what happens this evening. I'm
1: going to knock him out. Yeah, I'm going to punch him right in the fucking face like a normal person and then steal his shit and run away. That's no big deal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I know CPR. It's This is what it looks like. <laughs> Because as far as we're aware,
2: this has always been how that day went for Biff. And yeah. in the first one, we're like, oh, he just like is like, I'm gonna go to the dance and then be a jerk. but Like, on the same day that all this is happening, he's like, oh yes, I was visited by a strange man with a magic book. And he just, sure. he just got he, the, he just has a lot going on for like a 17 year old kid. It's
1: just You're a right, really I'm busy,
2: gonna- a really busy day for him. And he's like, but he's dumb enough yeah. where he's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really notice that Calvin Klein is on a hoverboard. He's just like, how are you hanging on to my car?
1: Right, no big deal. And no just it.
2: Accepts it. I it. Lo- I love the
0: I love the joke that when they hit when Griff hits the uh the manure and he does the this all seems very familiar, which is a huge meta joke, but also like <laughs> Of course it is. Like, a huge traumatic day of your life is when you hit a manure, a manure truck. You should remember this. I mean, granted, it was 60 years ago, so who knows what a 77-year-old <laughs> man remembers.
1: I mean, yes and no. I mean, they automatically kind of made him. He was 77. I feel like they made him much more forgetful than they needed to make him, but, you know, yeah. that, I felt it felt very old man tropey. You know, oh, but they all were.
0: Uh, Lorraine is like a child it, acting as a. Uh, wh- when a child pretends to be an old person, how she like scoots yeah. around is like, hey, I'm so
2: old. Yeah, it's too much.
0: Yeah. Oh my and God. That's well, great. because yeah. That's what I want to see. I want to see her be as. I want to see her as over the top old as possible.
2: Yeah, in the same way that I love the fact that like Marty Jr. is just the biggest weenie.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good word yeah. for it. Yeah. He's no, warrior. he's
2: just he's just like this, like, which is you know very interesting. If if we're buying into Jim's idea that there's some real like generational oh, yeah. story being told about like being a chicken or I like, thought that as not. a kid, by
0: the way. I I yeah. think that was all. I think that's built into the movie. That's I I don't think I'm inserting sense in that. I think that the movie is purposely saying that uh, generationally there's a cycle of
1: uh, wimp,
0: not wimp, wimp,
1: not wimp. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, hmm. I guess I'm wimp.
2: Yeah. Um, y- you may remember this, uh, both hosts and fans of the show. The last time I came on this program mm-hmm. to talk about the Muppets Treasure Island, um, I forced uh, both of the <laughs> hosts going to going. <laughs> uh, uh, play a segment that I invented – where I talked about a huge lawsuit associated with uh, the Muppets Treasure Island. Right, right, Uh, right. Yeah. So I'm going to do that again. Uh, Yes, please. Everyone, welcome back to another installment of uh, a segment I like to call Rotten Lawyer, uh, where we talk about how uh, these wonderful films have a wonderful history
1: of litigation and disagreement and Mm -hmm. court. I love it. Jim, where's the theme song for this? Usually you remember the that you talked about for the segment? Oh god, I probably did sing something. Oh yeah. No. Um Come I'm so on, sorry. Uh, hang on,
0: before I sing this, um did you do this <laughs> on purpose, Michael? <laughs> did you did you purposely pick the the second one because there was a lawsuit uh, no. involved
2: in it? No, really? Look, if you look hard enough, you'll find a lawsuit in lots of places.
1: All right, so Oh, wait, well, yeah, Jim has to sing this the, the song real quick. Oh yeah. Michael's Law Corner. Thank you. That's it. That's all I needed.
0: <laughs> it's Really unsatisfying musically. Go ahead, Michael.
2: <laughs> Crispin Glover is not in this movie.
1: Yeah. What are you talking about? That's him upside down. That's hundred percent him. One, no, no I, I, I looked at. I, I saw knew. That too, I knew yeah. this was what you were going with this.
0: Oh, I did. Yeah. How did I not see this coming? Uh,
1: nice.
2: After the first movie, Us. when they said they can make this other Us. one. Uh, Crispin Glover uh, turned down getting to do it um, basically because they weren't going to pay him enough. They paid him less than Tom Wilson, who played Biff, and uh, uh, Leah Thompson, who played Lorraine, uh, and he didn't like it. And so what they did was instead of just casting a new actor to play the role, which is what they did with uh, Jennifer, they swapped out Claudia What's-Her-Name for
1: uh, Elizabeth Shue. Um, they're, swapping, they're swapping people out left and right. Marty wasn't. Uh, Marty wasn't even fucking uh, Marty. Oh, so, Stultz, <laughs>
0: You mean? Yeah, yeah.
1: He yeah. was the fucking snake guy from Anaconda. Now, now he's doing this. Anyway, sorry, that was in the reverse order. You were saying <laughs>
2: right. Uh, but when they were making the first movie, they did what is fairly common in these films, which is they made a face mold of Crispin Glover for purposes of like figuring out the lighting. And the makeup, this is standard fare. So after Kristen Glover says, I'm not going to do the movie unless you pay me more, they go, well, we have a prosthetic of your face sitting in a back room. We're going to hire this guy named Jeremy Weissman and just put the mask on him, which is why they put him upside down. They put him in weird angles in the background. You don't notice that, like Hannibal Lecter, he's wearing Kristen Glover's face over his own.
1: Yeah, The more
2: you look at it, the more terrifying it is. Chris Glover did not like this, and so he sued. Yeah. Uh, but it's actually a very interesting story because there's actually a lot of cases where actors end up suing people on, on like, novel theories, and then that becomes, like, a real thing. So what's important about the weird, terrifying face prosthetic is that... He was not suing over being recast, because you can do that if the contract breaks down, you can cast somebody new. He was suing because he said, I, Crispin Glover, have a distinctive likeness that gets me roles, and you have violated what is called in the law the right to publicity by appropriating my likeness for your movie without paying me for it. Obviously, this is silly because I would not claim to look like a mask of myself. Right. I mean, yeah. It does, no. Not look like that, yeah. except in a very like in the background way. So
0: I think if I read this correctly, there might have been another element which was they had used footage of uh, of Crispin Glover in the second film from the opening. Oh, they did, and that caused an extra layer to this okay. lawsuit because they used a combination of recasting and himself uh, himself in archival footage which which was a little bit of a gray area. Uh, I'm sorry yeah, Michael,
2: it, Because it made it easier for people to think, oh, this is Crispin Glover when it wasn't. Right. But what's interesting Please. is that
1: Oh, go on. I was going to say before you do go, uh, Jim, are you also getting the static? Speaking of static, you're going to be ecstatic. There it is. Uh, when you hear about this podcast. Psst. Hey, you want to get doomed? I'm Tessa. And I'm Nicole. And we have a spanking new podcast for your ear holes called Doom Generation. Listen in as two foul-mouthed bitties have an always casual, often comedic... What? I think we're funny. And sometimes chaotic conversation about the things that doomed us to be who we are today. Take a trip with us down nostalgia lane and we'll try not to veer off the road. Available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Doom Generation Pod and on Twitter at DoomGenPod. Later, Doomers. Hey, everybody. Kai Bobby here, the other host. Uh, I am here with the Captain's Log shout-out. It is from uh, our dear friend Crimson. He is incredibly kind and has told me to use this promotion slot to promote my cat's GoFundMe. Uh, My poor little buddy Oliver, unfortunately, had to have a surgery a little while back. And uh, those medical bills, uh, they they really rack up. So if you got a couple extra bucks, go ahead and check out that GoFundMe link. It is in the description. Uh, Yeah, that would be awesome. Thank you. Crimson, you're amazing. Let's get back to the show, everybody. And we're back. No, go sorry. Ahead. I needed a commercial. Um, thank you so much, uh, uh, Do- Doom Generation Pod. Fuck yeah, go listen. That was a that was a that was a commercial break. You were saying <laughs> so. Crispin Glover sues Universal Studios and Robert Zemeckis
2: for a million dollars, which Woo! in 1985 much- money is more than a million dollars today. <laughs> yeah. um, and. There had like just been a Supreme Court case in the United States Supreme Court affirming that there's like an actual thing called the right to publicity, which is a whole nother weird case about a man who like big act was getting shot in the stomach with a cannonball and he like won his Supreme Court case because like, <laughs> you can't show footage of that. I own that trick. Yeah. Um, so he attempts to sue and they end up settling for like Three quarters of a million dollars. So, like, he got some cash out of it. But, it took years for other people to make this same claim. And now today, actually, part of the contracts that you get as an actor through SAG include protections for likeness. <laughs> uh, which is, which is crazy because nowadays, of course, this is a huge thing because we can just CGI Crispin Glover to anybody.
1: Right, right, right. We don't need Jason Statham anymore. We can just do any job movie we want. We're good.
2: Right. So, this is an instance where, unlike in <laughs> Treasure Island, the lawsuit actually did, like, create better protections for actors going forward. Um, I, I think it's really quite fascinating that they got to this point at all because like, Crispin Glover is, like, kind of a distinctive-looking person. Yeah. But he's not, like, that distinctive, and he's not in the movie that much. Like, Elizabeth Shue does not look like the Jennifer in the first movie. You can see them side by side. They're just different women. Yeah. So the idea that they were like, no, 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 we couldn't possibly just find a person who kind of looks like Crispin Glover to play we need to give him and only him a prosthetic mask is such a... It, I wanted to like know what that conversation was well, they like because that wasn't like, that was a mask. What's that?
1: They gave Doc Brown a mask.
2: Oh, okay. Kai's talking about
0: how uh they didn't want to they clearly didn't want him to be in the old <laughs> man makeup the whole time, so they just made him go through a quote unquote rejuvenation process so this he could great. take
1: off the the fake face <laughs> It was uncomfortable. I was, like, immediately, like, uncomfortable. I forgot. why. Well, I was like, why does his face look super weird? And I was like, oh, yeah.
2: See, yeah, well, as a kid, I,
1: I thought the joke was that he basically looks the same. That's the I point, thought so, too. yeah. That's, that's what I saw, too, as a kid. I was like, yeah, he looks exactly the same.
0: No, I thought so, too. And I realized it's because we just watched this on, like, CRT TVs when we were kids. So the quality wasn't that good. And it wasn't until I've seen it now in HD that I realized, oh, his face does look different. He's taking off. The joke is that he's taking off the makeup so that he could. he doesn't have to wear makeup anymore. I thought, but when you watch it on the old oh CRT TV, that's like 480p. The joke doesn't come across. He just looks exactly the same.
2: Which just goes to show that the that Robert Zemeckis knew how to make a joke that would not be ready until 2015. He <laughs> was like, he yeah. was like. It's like that line from the first movie about about the like guitar solo after Johnny Be Good. You're not ready for it, but your kids are gonna love
1: it. <laughs> uh, side thing about Johnny Be Good: I was running a little bit tight on time today between uh, classes and needed to rush the the, the end of the movie. Um, and I watched that section. I was like, all right, I know this part on 1.5, and yeah. Johnny Be Good sounds good on 1.5. Like I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> I think just in general. No, 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 no! Like it's really just give it a try sometime. Uh, go watch this movie on DVD. By the way, I bought the DVD trilogy, <laughs> so uh, I, I recommend I, watching it at one point five on DVD. <laughs> I,
0: I this is something weird. I had the DVD trilogy and I stole it from a friend. Like he gave it to me to borrow, and then we just never saw each other again. Oh, so great. I never was able to give it back. But I watched that DVD set all the time. And I watched oh, yeah.
1: all the like DVD extras on that. I loved that oh. DVD set. I decided to get it specifically because I said, I will watch this again. There's no reason for me to buy this any of this on Amazon Prime. I'm but, going to own this. And then I won't have to be paying for it.
0: <laughs> but I also... When you mentioned Biff disappearing, I forgot that's not in the movie. I just used to watch the deleted scenes so much... Oh yeah, Because when Biff, dis- Biff disappears is a very distinct memory for me, but yeah. it's not in the movie. It's, he's like it's in pain
1: when it happens. It's a very fucking, it's a moment. Yeah. I I totally forgot about that. Also, yeah.
0: I think, did you, did either of you notice if Chris McGlover is in the beginning? Uh, uh, from the, uh, the version from the you footage. guys watched? I, I wasn't paying I the close of
2: attention, but like you, I've seen every possible cut.
0: So I noticed this in the first one when I watched it yesterday. In the first one they got rid of at the end to be continued.
1: And now yeah, okay, right on.
0: Apparently there was that was actually a joke. There was no reason they didn't want to continue it. They just thought it would be funny if they uh ended it the way that they ended it. Um and then it ended up being very successful and studios wanted more and they went okay, fine. Uh but it's been like that it, it had the to be continued forever until like 2005 where they got rid of it for a DVD release. And right. I noticed this time around that it's not there. And I think they might've edited out Crispin Glover at the beginning so that oh. they wouldn't have to pay
1: him royalties for the DVD and v- Blu-ray uh, releases. Ooh. He's, he's still bitter by the way, from what I gather. And I did actually hear another rumored reason why um, he particularly was like, fuck you guys. I don't want to be on the second one. Does anyone know the other rumor?
2: I think I know what right. I'm talking about, but I want to hear what, what you have
1: to say. Yeah. Uh, he's pissed about – he was, like, supposedly pissed about the ending of the first one. The reason, apparently, was that he was getting into some beef with Zemeckis about, like, how one ends with Marty just getting, like, a car and everything working out, like, um, very materialistic-wise for him. And that seems like an interesting place to have an argument with a writer – I, I get it, but also it gave us like a little bit... Uh, like for me, it leads into how he could justifiably become this this future person that we had to go find out and worry about, and him and his kids and shit, is because all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, I love money, I love things. I want my kid to be able to watch, you know, six channels at the same time. That sounds amazing. <laughs> uh, I, th- I don't know.
0: I thought it was a, like a very small squabble, because it's a very, a, a very small part of the ending was that he gets the truck at the end.
1: Oh, it's a very tiny thing, because. Yeah.
0: The, the real reward was that his family now gets to live a good life.
1: Yeah, his brother doesn't have to work at McDonald's because apparently, you know, that makes you the worst person in the world. I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> There's a... No,
1: no, the family is
2: in, like, a higher socioeconomic position. Yeah. I think that's how... I right. think the idea is, like... It's not that, like, oh, they're happy because they have money. It's like, they're happy because, like, George asserted himself and, like... Yeah. You know, like, I feel like how this movie really did, like, issue being, like, hey money back. I uh, we'll
0: go we'll, we'll go into this probably uh for the for the first one. I noticed how a big theme in these movies is anti Reaganomic uh capitalism. Oh yeah. I I noticed a big big theme in both the first one and the second and the second one is that uh Ronald Reagan has effectively, uh, or at least uh, Republicans, because they also had a background joke that Nixon was in his fifth term. Hmm. That Republicans had uh, destroyed uh, America through capitalism. It's more subtle in the first one, but in this one they really ramped it up. Shit got nuts. Biff Donald Trump,
1: and everything got on fire real fast.
0: Yeah,
2: I don't know. I think it's great because, like in. I, I, I think it's the wrong move, probably, to have, like, Old Biff die when he comes back. Because we know now what Old Biff would do upon uh, arriving in, uh, as a multimillionaire in the United States in 2015. We know exactly how that story goes. hmm Oh, yeah. It, we've, we've, we've all lived it. Which makes this movie, like, surprisingly, like, cogent. No, I just love what the, the entire thing they did. Against, like, to choose Biff to lean into that strongly as your, as like an actual like villain to have like an evil time yeah, traveler is just such yeah. a, it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't predict it from the first one because he's kind of just like a minor annoyance in the first one, but here he's like multiple times attempts to murder Marty.
1: Yeah. And they, like, gave him a moment, too, in the beginning of the film where he kind of just, like, looks up into the sky where you're kind of like, oh, you're clearly a key part of this whole fucking movie. Like, they really gave it, like, a quick second. Like, I don't know. I I, I would imagine that he just looks so, like, all right, buddy, here's the deal. You see his time machine. You're really confused. Like, he just he gave it, you know. Really, I I believed his confusion. Uh I don't know what that actor's name is, but. Holy Tom, Wilson.
2: Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. Tom no, Wilson. By the way. Oh, he's, he's just very good. He plays like multiple parts and does it well and the third one plays a new part He has a very very funny song
0: that I think about To do. yeah, i have a questions. Song
2: about questions people ask me about back to the future.
0: Oh, oh really? It's, it's so f- it's so so funny
1: when
2: you when you edit it, you should like put that in just on the fade out Okay, yeah. well I
1: get in trouble. Do I have the rights to do that? Sure. Great it's, it's it's fair video.
2: use man uh, 15 seconds you can do whatever you want great is that all it is no no
0: it's it's a three minute it's like a two three minute song but like we could use like we could use like there's like one verse in particular which is essentially just people asking what's michael j fox like over and over
1: (laughs) why don't you just play it on guitar jim figure out how to play it on guitar and we'll put that on the episode that's probably gonna be allowed
0: it's not that difficult
1: (laughs) great we'll do that uh you have to now because it's recorded uh, I could, there's no way I could edit this out in case you don't do it. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, I'd say it is about that time. I was gonna say, yeah, cool. If you want to um, hop into a couple final notes, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely down. Uh, I have yes. I have a lot of feelings about this movie, but I'll I'll, I'll hang up. Uh, go around. What do you got? Uh, yeah, Michael, do you have anything that you wanted to say?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I'll end where I came in, which is. This is a movie by and for uh creative people. They made it for the fans. They made it for themselves. They go down every possible road that they want to. They dial everything up to a 10. And I think mm-hmm. it's really, really rare to find a movie that gets away with that. And I think when you have it, it can be... Really, very, very fun. Uh, yeah. I wish more sequels, uh, did this. A few of them do. Uh, I think this, like, another one I think of is, like, Gremlins 2. It's like, oh, yes. Yeah. Just, they just, like, go there. Yeah. Um, and guess. it makes it so much more fun as a result, especially as, like, a companion piece. Like, you could watch these back to back and be like, ah, oh, a solid, well done movie. And then just all the fun in the world. Uh, number three is gonna be great if you, oh have the if you have the time, uh it takes about six hours. The the telltale uh uh game of Back to the Future is a solid story. They go back to the to 1935 and meet Teenage Doc Brown. And then someone does Yeah, it actually like works out very nicely. It 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 it, it's very well done. And then one of the characters gets lost in time. Just they just disappear. Nice. Um, but yeah, give it a, a, a try. This is a wonderful uh, franchise, and I'm actually quite glad that Zemeckis has said that they will never make any more because it's like a exactly. perfect 1980s gem.
0: Yeah they they couldn't they couldn't do like it's a movie series that if at the time they wanted to they absolutely could have made. Dozens of them, just different time period. Uh, I know uh, Christopher Lo- uh, Lloyd wanted to go to ancient Rome for one of them, and that was that was one. Of, just go to it, just make it different time periods. E- they easily could have done it. Uh, I'm kind of glad they didn't because uh, people got very tired of the third one. Even though I love the third one, but people were definitely like, "Ugh, it's just a western." It's like that's kind of i mean the first one's just a 50s period
1: piece like Hmm. whatever like it's they're fun movies they're i love to i love watching them if that was the first movie and they just started in the west about a time traveling movie like if that was just a standalone film people would have like all right i don't think it would have been as successful as the first movie but i mean like it was a film about time travel they went places
0: the first movie is kind of like just a time travel movie and then the second one was like what if we went what if we really pushed the edge of what a time travel movie is and then the third one was it's a western it's a fun little western where they where they do fistful of dollars again
1: Hmm.
0: anyway um kai did you have anything
1: you know, as always, I just got a few tiny little points that I just have to make because I wrote things that I'm really mad instead said I had to talk about. We're not going to talk about them, but uh, it's weird that uh, in that it was just totally fine for someone in the middle of the street to be like, I'm going to fucking marry you, All you're going to be my fucking wife one day. That's terrifying. Don't like that. Uh, yeah. No one's telling this man to just... Sh- what? Guys, don't shout that in the middle of the street. Um, this is my favorite thing that happened during the entire time of watching this movie. I like to take notes with speech to text, and I tried to uh, take the line down... Nobody calls me needles, uh, or no one calls me chicken needles. And my phone took down. Nobody calls me chicken noodles. Nobody. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> okay and uh yeah i agree okay. nobody calls me chick <laughs> yeah nobody calls me chicken noodle <laughs> nobody calls
2: me chicken
1: noodle nobody <laughs> yeah you get it oh it felt so oh it was so dumb i had such a good tr- i hate when i watch a movie and something stupid like that happens by myself so i'm telling you later it's like telling someone about an improv scene that happened earlier but that's funny right like that that's good mm-hmm. great comedy all right uh i don't understand why hoverboards go on top of water in the first place that's weird uh yeah that's about it i mean it was a movie um they've abolished lawyers i thought that was weird i don't know we didn't talk about that but they're just gone (laughs) um sorry the
0: the court (laughs) system's really fast uh because ever since we abolished lawyers really funny joke especially to just get make it so that the court system would be really quick with the (laughs) with people getting uh arrested
1: yeah well, um, I think that's my fi- final thought. Uh, other than the fact that those fake boobs made me really uncomfortable because they were really weird.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the weird prosthetic that she had. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was very strange. Um, yeah. I had two things that I thought were very strange. One was there was a very there was a like offhand line where they mentioned that the TV repair guy called Marty a chicken. Mm-hmm. Why would the TV repairman call Marty a chicken? What possible scenario oh, would I they it. be in in which yeah, the, no. the repairman would be like, you're yeah. a chicken?
1: Oh, no. That's, you ever seen Cable Guy when he's like, dude, I'll hook you up with some illegal cable. It's that. It happens all the time. Repair people oh, are like, okay. whatever you need. I'll hook you up with some shit. I know a guy. It's some sure. shit like that.
0: Yeah. The other one was, why did the taxi driver have a parrot? Why did the taxi driver who drove Biff to the McFly's house a joke. At, in the future, why did he have a parrot? There was no reason for him to have a parrot. It was just a weird detail that they threw in there.
1: Well, first off, do people do that currently in our time? Right? Like, or like, well, first off, I know we're in the future in comparison to this movie, but has that not been a thing? Like, did, did, are there not just wild, you know, quirky cab drivers with parrots driving around in this world? No. Well, probably <laughs> but no. But have why? you not lived in New York City? Like, I feel but, like <laughs> I feel like someone's was, like.
0: What was the joke there? What was no, the bit broke. they were doing? What would what was the point they were trying to make? What was the statement they were saying about the
2: future? <laughs> I think at some point it's just you have to just like throw in weird stuff in the future to remind us that it's the future. Yeah, and, right. I think, and like Zemeckis was like, something's going to be weird about taxes in the future. And he was right that taxis would work differently, but he yeah. didn't predict Uber, so he's like, Parrot?
0: <laughs> like Maybe it's the Parrot can talk to the the, the Parrot. Okay. This is a bit of a stretch. Okay. Maybe the joke is that people don't talk, or the cab drivers don't talk to the people in the cab enough.
2: So the and then will. the
0: joke is in the future they would have a parrot to talk to the, the writer, for them.
2: Jim, remember when we told you you were putting too much sense into this movie? Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, a hundred percent. But like this one, this really got me. I have no idea what the bit was.
2: <laughs> oh, I have one other. I have one other final thought. Uh, yeah, go that ahead. I, I usually bring this up very early on in a Back to Future conversation. Um. I, uh, I have done, uh, Back to the Future with a member of the Back to the Future cast.
1: Uh-huh, really? When you say you've done that, you mean you've done a full production of Back to the Future that no one has access to with a member of the cast, correct?
2: Uh, yeah, basically. Um, uh, okay, so okay. Harry Waters Jr., plays the character Marvin Barry, the guy in the band at the Chairman of the Sea Dance who pulls the phone and goes, Hey Chuck, it's your cousin Marvin. Listen to this sound. Marvin Marvin Barry? Yeah. Yeah. So he's a a professor of, like, theater at a school in Minneapolis, uh, McAllister College. He teaches there. And there's a group that I had done stuff with in the past uh, that does, like, Live readings and stuff, and they and they wanted and They're like, "Can we get Harry Waters to reprise this role with five oh lines?" And they did. Oh my uh, god, yes! So, I, I, so I've i I've been there for that, and I've met him. He's a nice guy, but like oh, awesome. only member of the cast I've met.
1: Uh, oh, no. Which character do you want to meet the most, or which member do you want to meet the most?
2: It's a tough question because like obviously. Big fan of Christopher Lloyd and mm-hmm. uh and Michael J. Fox. Weirdly though, I think if I had a chance, like if I won a contest, I think the person who would give me the like the the most bang for my buck would be Tom Wilson. He would
1: hang out and have yeah. a good time. Yeah, he'd like he'd offer you like a cigar. You're like, I don't smoke. He's like, come on. You're like, All right. I've heard.
0: <laughs> I've heard he's very very kind and like when people talk to him, if like people see him somewhere and they're like, Hey, you're Biff. He's like. I sure am. You want to talk about Back to the Future and sign some autographs, take some pictures? Like, I'll do anything you want to
1: do. That oh, seems fun. awesome. <laughs> so
2: I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go. With, I, I feel like I'd have a better time with Tom Wilson.
1: Um, yeah. I just imagine the two of you guys are like a carnival right now in my mind. But yeah, I hope you guys have a good time if that happens. <laughs> Maybe he'll hear this. <laughs> i hope so you know what if he seems like he's so down to chill and talk to people about back to the future if you do hear this if you want to set it up like and you're like oh my god i should listen to this episode about you know a movie that i'm in and yeah let's like michael do you want to give your exact address phone number in case he wants to set this up or no
2: no 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 once once jim uh uh, edits in the uh, his song about Back to the Future, his lawyers yeah. will find us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfection. Uh, all right. Well, I think we did it. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us. Uh, before we uh, do say our goodbyes and to our listeners, and I got to remember which order I'm uh, telling people what's next because I'm forgetting time. Uh, tell us uh, in your time, uh, what's going on? What are you doing? Uh, would you like to promote anything or and tell anybody about uh, your happenings?
2: Yeah, I mean, so if you're in Philadelphia, you can check out, uh, I, I'm doing stuff all the time um, at Comedy Sports uh, in Philadelphia, uh, producing a lot of shows, doing a lot of stuff. Uh, but if you also want to check me out on social media, I am on uh, YouTube and TikTok, uh, making uh, just a lot of content lately about um, tips for how to do improv better, for how to incorporate improv. Uh, into RPGs, so like Dungeons and Dragons and other types of collaborative storytelling. You can find me online at yesandrpgs. and you can check time. me out there. Lots of videos are all very short. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's been a lot of fun to engage with, uh, people in a different space and, uh, folks seem to like it. So oh, check yeah. me out. Yeah. Yeah, I love
0: those three word uh, improv tips that you had been putting out for a while.
1: I've upgraded to videos. I I think I watched a couple of the D&D ones, yeah. You're using two platforms that I do not know how to do. And if anybody follows us on Rotten Treasure on TikTok, you understand that very much so because I haven't touched it in a while. And anytime I do, it's just like, what is Kai doing? Uh, <laughs> what is this? So yeah, and same thing with YouTube. These are two things I've missed. I also missed, I realized today uh, that it's weird that I missed Reddit. Um, age appropriate to have not missed that. And for whatever reason, I did. There's all these sites, all these things. Uh, but yes, I will put links in those uh, for those of you who do go to those sites regularly. And uh, if, if you could, please tell me other things to check out while I'm on those sites because I'm just learning i should go to these places and see stuff tiktok's amazing um, i recommend it at 2 a.m mm-hmm. yeah uh we'll be back jim help me out uh because time travel uh we're gonna be back next week um, well, we're actually reviewing yeah, we'll be- back to the future three yes who's with be- us next week well my teammate bailey got it right and i do this all the time because all of my improv team are in my phone as their name twice because it's bailey bailey uh but bailey hess uh will be joining us next week for uh talking about uh yeah yeah Um, Yeah, yeah, bailey's gonna be coming on and we're gonna be talking about uh back to the future three so uh yeah time more time all right well thank you stay tuned everybody bye don't forget to follow us on facebook at rotten treasure and on instagram at rotten underscore treasure And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And
0: go to Patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the
1: next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect.